0: Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer. Monique Calm. Welcome to the Real
1: Estate Investing Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Halm. On this show, I interview badass, amazing real estate investor goddesses, women that are doing amazing things in the real estate investing space. And I am so excited today to have with me Rashaan is someone I met one of my favorite places, FinCon. This is a conference yes. for financial influencers, people influencers in the financial space, people who have podcasts or YouTube channels or blogs, etc. And she has a really popular YouTube channel and learn, hustle, and grow, which she's started with her husband. And she's in search of a more balanced life to prioritize financial independence. She and her husband, Rob, are real estate investors who are also invested in the stock market, had no consumer debt, paid off their mortgage after getting serious about their money. They are now debt free, empty nesters living their best life and working towards financial freedom with the goal of having more control over their time. They also recently traveled all around the world. It was quite an adventure. And I'm super excited to have her here and share like how she did it, how they did it, and what they're doing now. So, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Monique. You just said a
1: mouthful. There's a lot to say about you. you guys wow. You've done so much, and it's been incredible. Remember, we were recently in Austin, and I was just looking at all of these incredible pictures from your travels all over. the world. It's definitely been quite a ride. Yeah. So how'd you get started in real estate investing? You were both in the military.
2: Yep. So Rob and I are both veterans. However, we did not meet in the military. We get that question all the time. I served as a member of the U.S. Army Reserves, and Rob served as a member of the U.S. Marine Corps. Now, I got started in real estate investing just through buying my first home. I bought my first home in 2002. Rob and I met in late 2007 and were married in 2009. And Rob always had a dream of being a real estate mogul. Now, at the time that we got married, I was down with keeping the one we had and buying another home, but I wasn't yet sold on the idea of investing in real estate broadly. However, he did change my mind. He convinced me and we turned my first home into our first rental property back in 2013.
1: So what convinced you? What were you resistant to? And then what actually convinced you to to go more broad? So for me
2: personally, Monique, I had a very high stress job. Now high pain, but high stress as well, right? You don't get something for nothing. And they're paying you a lot of money so that they can take up your time in accordance with what they need you to accomplish. Right. And just as a sales professional in corporate America, I just didn't have the time to think about investing in real estate. And I think that happens to a lot of people. You get so bogged down in the day to day grind. Don't forget, we also have two children. We are a blended family with two boys who are adults now. But at the time, I was a full-time working mom. When I met Rob, I was a single mom. So there was always something that needed to be done. And yeah. it was just the idea of thinking about investing outside of my retirement account. It just seemed like a lot.
1: Yeah. So that was
2: my only resistance to it, honestly.
1: I think a lot of women have that resistance. Like, I'm already so busy. I have the kids. I got the job. How can yeah. I Yeah. What got you over that?
2: So Rob had been listening to a podcast called Bigger Pockets for years. I know you're familiar with it. And he was a huge fan. I just happened to be at a point where I was open to listening to podcasts. and, And he's like, please just listen to the podcast. I started listening to the podcast and thought, okay, there are definitely some things here that make sense. And we could do some of this just based on where we are right now financially, so when we came together, we decided to join our finances. And that was huge for us. Joining our finances gave us a better look at the big picture. Yeah. And so once I got on board with the idea of investing in real estate and believing that this was an opportunity for our future long-term, we started looking for rental properties back in 2013. And the market had started to change, right? Right. Rob had had this idea during the recession, and he was already interested when we got married. But as a newly married couple, I just thought the idea of going out and buying a lot of real estate together is probably not what you want to do in your first couple of years of marriage. I just thought it could be really stressful. I also felt the same way about buying a new home, right? So we were married in 2009 and didn't buy our next home until 2013. So we took it slow, but I feel like that helped us to really build an incredible foundation. And after that, we just kept pushing.
3: Hey, Goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, How to Get Started in Real Estate Investing as a Busy Professional Woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there.
1: So what did you do after that? The first thing, which is a a common way a lot of people start is they have a house they're already using. They get another house. They rent out the previous house.
2: Yeah, which um, honestly is the easiest
1: way to go, right? It's a very easy way to start. Right. I
2: mean, in we common. already owned the property for years by that point, right? If so yeah. I bought it in 2002, 2013, so the house at this point is almost paid off. Then we buy our new larger home, which is the house we live in now. When we bought this house and rented that one out, we made a commitment to buy one new rental property a year based on what our budget was for rentals here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area And so we kept up with that. We bought one new property a year. And then eventually we invested in a syndication as the market started to change, right? The prices started to increase. We thought syndication is a good way to get in. So at this point, we're a part of a deal where there are more than a hundred units. And then we decided, I want to say in 2018, Before we left the country to travel, we left our job. And before we left our jobs, right, this is key. We always tell people who want to invest in real estate, don't quit your job yet. (laughs) The easiest way to get financing for a rental property is to have a W-2 job. So we knew we wanted to leave. So we started taking advantage of all the different vehicles we'd learned about through the podcast we'd listened to and the books we'd read. So we sold one property in 1031 Exchange. From a single family year and purchased a six unit out of state, so that was our first out of state and first small multifamily. That was an incredible opportunity. Then we did a cash out refinance on that first property.
1: Two thousand two one,
2: exactly. Cash out mm-hmm. refinance on that property and paid off our primary residence. And then we sold a property that we weren't really in love with and used the profits from that sale to fund our year of travel around the world.
1: Talk to us about that trip around the world, because I think a lot of people decide or think, yeah, I want to do that because I'd love to travel. I'd love to be able yeah. to do that. So why did you have to line up in order to be able to do that trip? And tell us a little bit more about what that, that whole experience was like for you.
2: It's funny that you ask. So I am actually having lunch with a girlfriend of mine that I've known since high school. She's in town today and she had traveled the world when we were in our 20s and it sounded so glamorous. I was like, oh my God, I want that life. I I can't wait. And then it was even better to do it with my spouse who loves to travel. And the way a 20-something travels the world versus the way a 40-something travels the world (laughs) (laughs) but we have been best friends for so long. She was giving me a lot of input. and She had a lot of great insight. So the way we decided to get started was we just bought a one way ticket to our first country. And then we planned we were going to buy one way tickets from there. Guys, this is really a complex way to do it. Just saying, if you decide to do this, because. Would you recommend it? <laughs> no, no, it's stressful because we had an idea of what our next destination was. We started in Argentina. So we landed in Buenos Aires on December 31st of 2018 to ring in the new year, right? And on our way there, someone had already gotten one hold of one of our credit cards and started charging in New York. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yes. When you start oh. internet traveling internationally, it's like the credit card thieves and the fraud is unreal. So that was the first time that happened, but not the last time during the course of our travel. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> well, yeah, But, you know, the credit cards do protect you from that. Right. I mean, unless yeah. you have a history of reporting this kind of thing, they take it seriously and they gave yeah, us the money back. But so that's how we started in Buenos Aires. And from there, we visited four different states in Argentina. And from there, we went to Brazil. So we hopped when we knew we were going to try to hit all the continents with the exception of Antarctica. So by the end of 2019, we had visited six continents and over 35 countries, and maybe 50 cities in each country. It was really quite spread out. So we had done a lot during the course of that time.
1: Saw a lot of the world. It's amazing though. (laughs) And that I think is what a lot of people strive for just to have that freedom to do what you want, whether it's 35 countries in a year or just be able to play golf every day. Yeah,
2: it's been a blessing and we are fully aware of that fact. We are grateful and thank God every day.
1: So you have done... Obviously a lot of things right. And I think we learn the most, not when things go right, but when things don't go right. Mm. So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from
2: it? Okay. So from an investing perspective, I will say the only real estate investment that we've lost money on was our syndication. The syndication really? deal that we were part of. Yes and if you are familiar with syndication which i know you right. are but there's speaking no. from the there's perspective of someone who's listening it might not be when you have a syndication deal there's a deal maker the deal maker is responsible for finding the deal and gathering funding and he has a cpa he has an attorney he or she puts together all the components of the deal and then they simply reach out to investors for funding so our deal maker was very experienced He had done a lot of deals, came highly recommended. We met him as a referral through one of Rob's former colleagues. And we were really excited about this opportunity because it was actually in Waco, Texas. And who doesn't know Waco, right? (laughs) Now that we've had Fixer Upper there, but Fixer Upper came in, anybody who watches HGTV knows Chip and Joanna. Okay, (laughs) so they came in and they flipped a ton of houses in that area and that really developed that city. The city is also known for Baylor University. Baylor University is a large private university and is quite expensive. So we thought, "Mm hmm, this would be a great opportunity because you could provide alternative student housing for those students who might not be able to afford the higher-end dorms or higher-end apartments. So and we'd always wanted to try investing in a college town. We thought it would be a great opportunity. DealMaker actually is alumni. From Baylor, He attended and graduated. So we thought, what doesn't sound great about this money? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: What we had were class C properties and our syndication deal was a bundle of three different properties, but they were class C in nature in a class B plus area because it was right near the university. However, they were class C as far as what they offered in amenities. And what I believe went wrong is the fact that Kids and their parents who are willing to pay $50,000 a year for tuition, room, and board don't want Class C housing. So there was a ton of Class A and B plus properties or apartments in in the area. And we just never could get that thing to the 90% to even do the cash out refi portion of it. So we didn't get the investment back there. And then since we could not keep it at the occupancy level that we needed, it never even reached quarterly payouts. And we okay. bought that back in 2016. That was an investment we made in 2016. Supposed to be ready to be out of it in after three years, out of it and profitable. We held it through 2020. And at the end of 2020, we made the decision to exit and we made a $50,000 investment. And I want to say maybe we lost 50%. I think we got $25,000 back. 25, 20, Ooh, 25 or 28, yeah. That is painful. Especially since we could have easily put that into a couple of single family homes and continued our buy and hold strategy, which has continued to be successful.
3: Hey, Goddess, are you self-managing your properties? I wanna tell you about Rent Ready. It's a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone, collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using their cards, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance, and even build their credit score. What's awesome is that RentReady is unlimited and flat price. No tricks or hidden fees. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to our Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast listeners. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at rentready.com when you use our special code, GODIS. That's reNTredi.com with code G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Go to rentready.com to get RentReady's annual plan for the special goddess price of only $54 class fee. And thanks to Rent Ready for being our awesome sponsor.
1: What did you learn from that?
2: Right now, our position is that we're going to continue to manage our own real estate because even in the deals that we've bought that we hadn't loved, they've all been profitable. And that's what we're in this for. We're in it for the money. There are so many
1: things about that that surprise me. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he's, I don't he's don't an what,
2: author as
3: well. I don't, I
1: mean, don't know like I what the occupancy was like before. So mm-hmm. normally, you know, I I invest in things that are already, they're cash flowing from day one, mm-hmm. There's already a, they're usually stabilized already. So it'd be already at 90, 90% plus mm-hmm. occupancy when, when I buy them. That's how I invest. So that would be a different thing. This was I'm, a
2: deal that where there was some money put into it to fix it up, right? And I yeah, believe that then, that was the deal. Then, yeah, that was once like, we fix it up, then we're going to get even more. Like I
1: said, it, it sounded like a great opportunity. Right. So I guess understanding the student market more, so if that mm-hmm. was in your tenant base, mm-hmm. understanding what they were looking for would have helped. And then... Yeah, having great property management that understood that area.
2: Yeah. And I think the deal maker, Our, he came back and he said, guys, this is the first deal I've ever lost on. And I think I have a lot to learn about the student housing market.
1: Yeah. But also it's hard to believe that something bought in 2016, just with like the market mm-hmm. appreciation, mm-hmm. sold in 2020 wouldn't make yeah. money. That's-
2: yeah, commercial real estate wasn't doing that great in 2020. Right. In the, oh, the, the the residential was doing excellent, but not, well, let me just say here in this market, in the Waco, Texas, market, the commercial space for this class, he was not doing great. Now, if we had held it till 2021, when everybody decided that they wanted to buy into more of these larger multifamilies, because our our smaller multifamilies continue to do great. But these larger ones where you needed someone who could come in and buy up a hundred units, yeah, I'm sure in 2020, if we held till 2021, we might've been able to get out with profit.
1: There was a point in 2020 where it was really hard to do financing, yeah. the banking. The- yes. Yeah. Yes. They was closed down like,
2: a lot of opportunities for just investors. Just yeah.
1: Bad timing.
2: Yeah. But it wasn't profitable that's- up until then. So that's why I was like, yeah. we're not going to blame COVID.
1: Right. No, it's just to sell it. I was like, ooh, yes, market appreciation. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. you know, it helped at that point, but that's something you learn learned a lot.
2: We're always learning. We're, we yeah. take it as a lesson and keep it pushing. And what are you most proud of? Oh, wow. I'm most proud of the fact that our YouTube channel just reached 7,500 subscribers. Yeah. YouTube <laughs> is much harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> so I'm really excited that we're seeing some growth there. That's
1: exciting. And to what do you attribute your success
2: I'm going to say teamwork. My husband and I make a great team. We have an excellent partnership. And like I said, it really started by building our foundation early on in our marriage, praying and believing the best for each other, Mm -hmm. and then just making that decision to really accept two becoming one. And things could have gone a lot different had we not made that decision. We also, we did premarital counseling. We did as much as we could to make sure that we were on the same page as a couple. And then that really helped us with everything else that we wanted to do after that, whether it's investing in real estate, investing in the stock market, traveling the world, everything really started with us creating that foundation early on.
1: I love it. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out? For a woman who is just starting out, Invest in yourself. If you can't afford to
2: invest in real estate right now, for whatever reason, invest in an education. Take some courses, listen to great podcasts like this one, watch some YouTube videos. Do everything you can to fill yourself with the knowledge and information that you need because it will help to boost your confidence. And when you get out there to make that first deal, you need confidence because it can be scary. Now after that first one I think you know a lot of us get really comfortable but just feed yourself with as much knowledge and information as you can even if it's just getting a side hustle until you have your funding ready but but do something
1: that's such great advice and what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know
2: oh, I wish I'd bought more properties
1: <laughs> I wish
2: I'd known that the price in 2013 when I thought it was going up <laughs> wasn't up we bought one a year but I wish I had known that we should buy two a year you know? <laughs> <laughs> or more right <laughs> just speaking from my own courage level of courage <laughs> I was like be real even if you knew <laughs> I
1: wish I'd yes. bought more earlier yes <laughs> that's yes that's right. right when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago what's the next <laughs> best time today the that's, right. We'll see, you know? that's right yeah, we've been great. To you know, the bottom of the, <laughs> of the left, okay, but. yeah. So there's still opportunity. Okay, so before we get into our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, of gratitude, and desire. What is the best way for people to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing? So
2: our YouTube channel is Learn Hustle Grow, Instagram Learn Hustle Grow, and Twitter Learn Hustle Grow. So feel free to reach out, check out the videos post a comment. We do respond to all of them. We're really excited about the engagement. Awesome. So learn,
1: hustle, grow on all the socials. (laughs) That's right. All right. So now it's time for our Trinity. What is one thing you're celebrating right now? What is your brag?
2: Oh, right now we are celebrating and bragging that we have survived as members of the self-employed community. For the last three years now. So we left corporate America in 2018 and have not had W-2 jobs since then. We have celebrated a full three-year anniversary this year.
1: Congratulations. Well bragged. Thank and you. What's one thing you were grateful for?
2: Oh, gosh. I am grateful for every day. I'm grateful for the opportunity to live the life that we live and to be a blessing to others as well, just through being able to help our family directly or being able to share our story and our experience with others who just might need to see an example that
1: reflects who they are when they see us. Beautiful, and you have been a blessing to so many. Thank you. And lastly, what is one thing you desire? One
2: thing I desire is for all women to be able to take care of themselves. I love the idea of a partnership and a healthy marriage. I have unfortunately seen some circumstances where the marriage doesn't work out and the woman is left in a position to be unable to support herself. And the women are generally, in most families, the primary caregiver of the child and can become the sole caregiver. So my wish is that all women take a position to learn something, sometimes skill or tool or invest or investment strategy that allows them to take care of themselves under any circumstance.
1: So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Amen. Yeah, I share that. Well, I, My mission is to help 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate investing. So, I
2: And that's why I read to do the podcast because I understand your mission and I fully support it.
1: I love that. Well, I'm so glad you came on. Thank you for sharing your brilliance. I loved hearing your story. So, y'all, you can connect with Rashawn at Learn, Hustle, Grow on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, and connect with me at REI Goddesses on Instagram and reigoddesses.com. If you go to our website, then you can find out about our programs, our events, our investor club, and get our free guide how to invest in real estate from $1 to $1 million. Investing strategies for every budget, yes. every goddess. All right. And definitely subscribe. So you won't miss another Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast interview. Bye-bye.
0: You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.